Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. Today I'm going to be counting down my top 10 most anticipated films of the summer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 just released. It was a fantastic movie and a great way to kick off the summer. I realistically should have gotten this episode and ranking out before that, and it would have absolutely made the list. It probably would have been number one, but the film's already out, so I can't include it. And we're just going to be counting down, going through the rest of the summer, and I would say up until the first week of September is the range of films I'm looking at, basically up until the Equalizer 3 releases, which I would say is probably the last big film that comes out before the fall season this year. So everything up until then, that those are the movies I'm looking at. The, those are the movies that qualify onto this list. And yeah, with that said, let's get started with the ranking. And as always, I am so excited about this summer. There's tons of fantastic movies I'm out so much that is not on this list. And I would also like to say this is, it is mostly comprised of blockbusters because those are the movies that I feel like during the summer are the ones that are going to get the most attention from me and the ones that I'm most looking forward to because it is summer movie season. This is where all the biggest films release. The fall season is really where a lot of the indies and more awards players really come out. So because of that, there aren't that many smaller... There isn't really any really like unknown hidden like upcoming potential hidden gem here because I just couldn't really find one that fully grabbed my attention as much as any of these top 10 films did and that's why you're going to see mainly pretty much just blockbusters on this it's not because there aren't any I'm excited for there are a few but a lot of the ones I'm really excited for are such as for example David Fincher's The Killer a more awards player kind of movie or even a few other ones obviously Martin Scorsese's got a new film coming out all of those films all of the kind of low-key movies that I'm super excited for this year and even like something like Dumb Money with Paul Dano, those don't come out till the second half of this year. And I will make another one of these in like a month and a half. Actually, no, just over a month, counting down my top 10 most anticipated for the second half of this year, which will also include movies from this list, which is very confusing and it's unnecessarily convoluted. But this is a list that I wanted to get out a couple weeks ago. Edit. This episode is now being released after the release of Fast 10. Now, I have already seen the film as of recording this small little segment, but it is on this ranking because I saw it before that. So all of my thoughts about Fast X on here is stuff, I, is stuff is thoughts that I had before I saw the movie. My review is now up, so a quick plug to that. You can go listen to that. Enjoy. Kicking off my top 10 most anticipated movies of summer 2023 list is Elemental. This is the upcoming Pixar film. So far from the trailers, I think it looks really good. But more importantly, the stuff I've heard about this movie outside of the trailers in terms of the plot, which seems, which seems again, not the most unique, but inside this very, exploring it through this realm of element and again, making it very open to a lot of younger people. I think I love what Pixar is doing and exploring these very timely themes through a much easier medium for, you know, younger kids. I love what they're doing with that and... Obviously, Pixar is one of the most consistent uh, studios out there, not just animated studios. And everything we've heard about this movie in terms of pe what people have seen from like the first 30 to 45 minutes of this film, it seems right up my alley in terms of the story they're telling. And again, it seems like it's going to be pretty deep. Again, kind of, there's similarities to Inside Out visually. When you actually look at what the movie's about and kind of the race themes it could be exploring, it's going to be very, very different. And I hope you don't just, I hope people don't just kind of, just see that and kind of just label it as the inside out rip, uh, just another inside out because it's not going to be that at all the trailers look great this movie comes out in just over a month I'm looking forward to see it 
This one was a bit tough for me because I don't know if I'm fully hyped to see this movie. But in terms of a number 10, I feel like it was important to include on this list because I'm always going to be excited for new Pixar movies, especially when we get closer to release. Number 9, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, is Gran Turismo. Now, I don't care about Gran Turismo. I don't care about racing games at all. With that said, a few things about this movie that get me interested. Firstly, Neil Blomkamp is the director. He's super inconsistent, but his movies are always really interesting to me. Again, I don't really love any of his movies, but the few that I have seen are just, they just pop for some reason. But then when it comes to the cast, some really great people. We've got David Harbour, who I love, and he's just popping up in more things, and that's just amazing. Orlando Bloom, who I think has been sorely missing from bigger films in the past 10 years. I think he's a really fun, charismatic performer. And when it comes to this film, the thing that interests me the most is, most is the plot. Well, firstly, the, from the visually, from the trailers, it looks great. Well, in terms of the plot, this is actually based off a real-life story about a player of the Gran Turismo game who had the opportunity to actually drive in a real race, become a real racer. And I think that's just such a cool story, and it's such a unique thing to do for a video game movie. In terms of having a movie that's based, that's based on someone's love for the video game, rather than being set in the actual video game and being a like recreating that video game in movie form. I think it's just so interesting. And I just love the story they've been setting up in the trailers. It looks really funny as well. They obviously, a big part of that is with David Harbour. Just, again, a really charismatic performer. So I think this movie looks great. I never thought I would say this. Again, never in my life that I think I would have Gran Turismo in one of my most anticipated lists. But I think this movie looks awesome. It comes out in August, and I will absolutely be there opening weekend. Number eight, Fast 10. Now, there's a good chance, and I would have edited it in to let you guys know about this, that I would that by the time this releases, Fast 10 would have already come out. My review might already be out. You can go check on the show. But look, I love the Fast and Furious franchise. Again, I only like about half the movies. I would say like just over half, but they're so much fun, the ones that I do enjoy, that I just will always have a soft spot for these movies. I'll always be looking forward. And when it comes to the trailers, I think they've been pretty good. And it seems like they are pulling back a bit on the over-the-top nonsense we had in F9 in terms of going to space. I really hated that sequence. I, hope, I don't think there'll be anything like that in this film. There's a few things that have been leaked in terms of spoilers that some very major outlets that I really respect posted, which I really did not appreciate, but that do get me more excited to see the movie. And this is apparently now one of three parts, which is really interesting. And I guess we'll see how that goes. When it comes to Fast 10, its placement on this list really is default just because I'm a big fan of this franchise. And this actually will, this will actually be the first mainline Fast Saga film I've seen in theaters, mainly because I watched the movies right after The Fate of the Furious and F9 came out while I was in lockdown, so I had to watch it on digital like a month after it came out. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie, not because anything particularly about it specifically excites me. Jason Momoa looks great but just because I'm a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, and I want to see what they do with this 10th entry. Now we get on to the movies that I'm really, really excited about, and number seven for me, and I'm so happy to be saying this once again, it's been a couple of years, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Now, I love the TMNT. I've been watching the animated shows ever since, for like over a decade at this point. I love this group. I love the Ninja Turtles. I love even some of the comics. Again, some of the movies I have a major soft spot for, even the first Michael Bay produced uh, TMNT, most of Transformers. TMNT movie, I'm actually a big fan of that movie. I actually really like it. Again, not a fan of the bulletproof turtles, but whatever. 
I love this group and I'm so happy we're finally getting another cinematic take on this group. But I, but I do think that actually going the animated route, which I, don't, which I don't think is a very popular opinion, was actually the right way to go because I feel like audiences were a bit burned out by the two, two Michael Bay produced movies we had. Now the movies from the 90s, those are a bit ancient for me personally, but I do really enjoy the first one and Secret of the Ooze. Not a fan of the third one whatsoever, but I'm so happy we're finally getting more of this. In terms of the trailers and the writers and directors, it's looking really good for the creative team. They got, I believe, one of the directors of Mitchells vs. Machines. He's directing, one of the co-directors in that movie is directing this film. Seth Rogen, who I think has produced a lot of great stuff. Never anything in this vein and very family friendly, but it's something new for him. He's produced some great stuff. He's producing this film. And the fact that they actually cast teenagers, which I think is great. Some of the voice casting announcements have been really cool. Like John Carlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman. I think that's brilliant. Cannot wait to hear his voice. I actually think the animation looks really cool. It looks really comic booky, which obviously I love. This, I think, has, has the potential of being the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse of TMNT movies. We'll see how it goes. I could be just setting my expectations way too high. But I think this could be really fun. Again, the teaser they, they released doesn't, doesn't exactly, didn't exactly like, have me super excited but I think I will be once they release the full trailer, which I have to believe is coming soon because this movie is now less than three months away. Number six, releasing on the same day as TMNT Mutant Mayhem at the minute is Blue Beetle. Now, obviously, I'm the comic book movie guy. I love DC and Marvel, and obviously you're going to see a lot of those movies on this list. I cannot wait for Blue Beetle. I'm so excited for this movie on all three reasons. Firstly, I love the character of Blue Beetle. Now, obviously, the Blue Beetle I'm more familiar with is the Ted Cord version. This we're doing. This we're gonna be having Jaime Reyes. I've started reading his, uh, the run that came out, I believe, in the late 2010s on him, and I'm enjoying it so far. But we'll see by the time I get to the end of it. Hopefully, before this movie comes out, what I think of the run. But I'm just so glad we're finally getting another fantastic DC character introduced to the general audience. Whenever you have our first solo movie with characters like Blue Beetle, or just really any character, even I guess to an extent, like with The Flash, we never had a solo movie. And like even when we had Black Adam, whenever you have a DC character that I've loved for so long being introduced to the general audience, it's, I'm always going to be excited for it because, again, he's just such a great character and, I, and I'm so happy that he's finally getting introduced. Jolo Meridueno, who's playing uh, uh, Jaime Reyes, obviously I'm down for that because I'm a big fan of Cobra, Cobra Kai. Love that show and I love him in it and I've been really rooting for him to have a to really have the opportunity to have a really big Hollywood career. And I think this could really kickstart a special career here very early on in his acting career. And I'm really hoping that his performance is great and that they do keep Blue Beetle going into James Gunn's new DCU. I've heard good things about this movie. Uh, the trailers, I, the trailer they put out, I actually really enjoyed. There seems there seemed to be mixed reactions on it, but I really enjoyed it. I love the family element. I love that it seems like this is really going to be like a family-centric superhero team with only one of them being a superhero, which is what I feel like Shazam should have been. And I love the different cultural angle what we're taking on a superhero origin story. I'm excited to finally have another origin movie. I feel like we haven't had those in a couple of years. And I can't wait for Blue Beetle. I'm really excited, and that's why it comes at number six. Kicking off my top five is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, I will say, I had this one one placement higher until something happened just a few hours ago, and I will talk about that in a minute or two. Obviously, this had to make my top five because I love the Indiana Jones films, both Raiders of the Lost Ark and 
particularly Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, are some of my favorite movies ever made. I'm even a big fan of Temple of Doom. I think that movie is great and still better than I would say like 95% of blockbusters that come out today. Kingdom of Crystal Skull we're not going to mention, and I really hope Dial of Destiny will be the swan song, the farewell to this beloved adventurer, adventurer of ours that we've wanted to see for so long. I love these movies. They're, they're just pulpy. They're everything I want. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones is awesome. Every trailer they put out for this movie has just touched all the right nostalgia buttons for me. Every trailer I've seen for this movie just makes me feel exactly what I want to feel with Indiana Jones. The music is obviously a big part of that. James Mangold. The man himself, I don't think he's made a mediocre movie yet. Again, he's made a few not great ones like The Wolverine, but that movie I think only has the bad reputation it has because of the terrible final act in that film. He's a fantastic filmmaker. I mean, Logan and Ford v. Ferrari are probably are my favorites of his movies, and I've seen most of them. I love those two films. Both were in my top five of the year they came out. And I have so much faith in this film, or I had so much faith in this film. We'll get to that in just a second. Everything I've seen, everything I've heard about this movie over the past couple of months has done nothing but give me hope. The one element that I am a bit concerned about is the digital, there's like the over-digitizing of Indiana Jones, I guess you can say, where everything kind of looks a bit too visual effects heavy, and they're like completely CG shots in the trailer, so I really don't think you should do for an Indiana Jones movie. The practicality and kind of the real stunts is what makes Indiana Jones movie as enthralling as it is. So I definitely have concerns about that. But what pushed this film down a little bit for me is, unfortunately, the reviews that have now come out of the the Cannes Film Festival. Now, this is really unfair because only two of the movies on this list actually, or I would say three movies on this list actually have reviews out. And that's Fast 10, this film, and The Flash, which I guess I guess spoiled one of my upcoming placements. But you knew it had to make the list. And it's not looking great. Now, I'm going to take this with a bit of a grain of salt, but I'm not going to lie. It has dampened, or I guess held back my expectations a little bit and decreased my anticipation levels just a bit. Just a bit, not much, but enough to push it down one spot and for my number five to go to my number four. But again, everything I've seen from this movie, I was always excited for this film, but finally seeing the trailers, it kind of released all of that. So I can't wait to see this film. Hopefully, it's better than the reviews we're seeing right now. Coming in my number four, Christopher Nolan returns with Oppenheimer. I am so excited for June, July 20th, I think it is, to be sitting in that IMAX theater, full 70 millimeter screen. I hope I can find one and just experience the glory that Nolan's about to bring us with this epic historical tale. Everything I've seen from this movie, once again, does nothing but get my anticipation levels up. The teaser trailer they put out, though, was very good, but the recent trailer they put out um, a few weeks ago, right after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 came out, I thought was absolutely incredible. It blew my mind in every way imaginable. It's one of the greatest trailers I think we've had for a movie in quite a while. And I've said before, Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite filmmakers. And when it comes to the filmmaker that I think really just ticked something off in my mind in terms of just changed the way I viewed movies and really made me think deeper about them. I would say the one filmmaker who really was responsible for that was Christopher Nolan. And specifically, I would say with Inception, which is probably my favorite movie of all time. I love Christopher Nolan. I'm so glad we're getting like a mature, mature, big budget film. I think this movie is probably, probably is very expensive because of the 
insane cast. That's another thing. The cast of this movie is crazy. I mean, Florence Pugh, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek's in this movie. And just go on and on and on. Emily Blunt. It's an insane cast. I love everyone who's in it. I can't wait to see all of them. Again, the trailers look just... They just look big, epic. The story looks really interesting. I never read the book it's based on. I believe it's the biography of Robert J. Robert Oppenheimer, which is American Prometheus. I've never actually read that book. And I do not want to. I want my first exposure to this real-life tale through Nolan's eyes. And that's exactly what I'm going to get with this film. It looks great. Again, what story based off sound sounds really interesting. And it's Nolan. So no matter what he makes, even if this might not be as high as if you were to say make another sci-fi film, because again, that's more in my genre, it's always going to crack my top five whenever you have this list, a list that's limited like this, just because it's Nolan. Kicking off my top three is the pretty much next film I'm going to be seeing on this list after Fast 10, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We are so close to this movie. I'm so excited. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was... A phenomenal movie. It was my second favorite movie of the year it came out. I thought it was the best comic book movie of the year it has come out. Yes, even better than Avengers Infinity War. And it is my favorite Spider-Man film of all time. I love what they did. Lord and Miller, everything they do, I absolutely love. So I have no doubt that this film will follow suit. Again, we've heard great things about this movie. Fantastic things from people who've seen it. Only hearing incredible stuff. And... From the trailers, it seems like they're doing everything we want from a sequel. They're continuing Miles' story. They're developing, they're developing his relationship with Gwen, which I thought was really nicely handled in the first movie, but not front and center because that wasn't what's important about that film. But more importantly, although they are going bigger with the multiverse, they are, having, they are keeping that very personal character story that was so good about that first film. Again, don't get me wrong, the multiverse stuff in the first movie was awesome. But what made that movie special was Miles' journey. The fact that it introduced Miles to an audience, including myself. I wasn't that familiar with Miles Morales when that film came out. I'm going to love him now. But making him just as relatable as Peter Parker and making him an incredible character with such a great surrounding cast and just the animation in that film was absolutely stunning. Everything about that movie is perfect. I think that movie is a masterpiece of an animated film, of a family film, a comic book movie, whatever. And I'm, I'm not expecting Spy- Across the Spider-Verse to be as good, because that would be a wacky expectation. But I do think it will absolutely live up to that original movie. I really hope it's fantastic. I'm hoping for a few specific cameos that have been teased. But more importantly, I think the emotions and, the, again, the, just the journey of Miles in this movie seems really compelling from the trailer. So there's no way that this movie wasn't going to crack my top three. Cannot wait for Across the Spider-Verse. Review coming in just a couple of weeks. My runner-up is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. They just released a trailer a day or two ago. It looks fantastic. I love the Mission Impossible movies. And you know how I just mentioned Into the Spider-Verse was my second favorite movie of the year it came out? Well, my favorite movie of the year of that year, 2018, was Mission Impossible Fallout, which is also potentially my favorite action film of all time. This franchise is awesome. And I think what really boosted this one was that Tom Cruise is just on an insane high right now. I'm on a high with Tom Cruise right now because Top Gun Maverick, I truly believe it was one of my favorite cinematic experiences I've ever had. It's, it's just every time I watch it, I love it more. I've seen that film over 10 times and it came out less than, or I guess, just about a year ago at this point. I love Tom Cruise and everything he's done with Christopher McQuarrie and the trailers for this movie only tease 
that they will be closing out this franchise right together. Again, some of the new cast members they've added, like um, we've got obviously Haley Atwell, Palm Clementief. I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm really excited to see them. We've got Ezai Morales who's also being added. I'm excited to see him as the villain of this. He seems really intimidating. They're bringing back characters all the way from the first Mission Impossible. The action looks phenomenal. That little behind the scenes thing they put out with with Tom Cruise doing the motorcycle stunt over the cliff, which is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. One of my favorite YouTube videos ever, to be honest. I love that video. And there's going to be a train stunt, which looks awesome. The plot seems really compelling as well. There's a lot of Tom Cruise running, which who doesn't love that? Everything about this film, everything we've seen, everything we've heard, and just from this franchise, this franchise has my trust right now. I loved Ghost Protocol, loved Rogue Nation, I loved Fallout even more, and I'm really sure I'm going to love this movie. And this will absolutely be, if I'm predicting, probably going to be my favorite cinematic experience of the summer, just because it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing on that IMAX screen. I cannot wait for July 12th when I get to experience that. I've been waiting for this one for, I think, five years at this point. It is a part one, so I'm assuming we'll be heavy on setup, but we're hearing that it's a massively long part one, so we'll see how that goes. But coming in at first place for me is The Flash. Now, at the beginning of this year, I had this one a few spots down compared to Mission Impossible and Spider-Verse, but those trailers, like that is how you make a trailer because I have always been unbelievably excited for a Flash movie because... The Flash is my second favorite DC hero of all time behind Batman. Now, again, that's a different version, different Flash, kind of like Blue Beetle. My, my favorite version of Flash is the Wally West version. Barry Allen's also a good character, but it is still the Flash, and I just want to see that character in live action. Just the lore that comes with him is, goes so deep, and I just love what he adds to DC Comics. But unfortunately, it's been kind of drowned. That excitement has kind of been drowned by... Just too much controversy, so many delays over the past few years that it felt like my excitement kind of got bottled up. And don't even forget about the fact that Michael Keaton's coming back, Supergirl's going to be in this movie, Ben Affleck was going to be in this movie. And finally, when those trailers came out, it just released all of it. And I, ever since that first trailer came out, I have been on absolute cloud nine in terms of my excitement for this movie. I love Andy Muschietti as a director. I think he's great. And everything we've heard about The Flash... From the, from the reviews at CinemaCon, every review we've had since from other countries around the globe and all from the test screening reports, this movie is looking great. This movie is the one movie I'm so confident on this list that I'm going to love. Based on everything I've heard, it's a time travel story and I'm a sucker for those. And the storyline it's based on, Flashpoint, is one of my favorite DC comic stories of all time. It's just a really compelling, again, this, well, this is the main thing that I think really elevates this above upcoming comic movies. It seems like a really compelling emotional story for the lead for Barry Allen who's going to be who has the ability to time travel and he's doing so to save his mother and just if you're in that position if you ever had that experience if you had the power to do so that's something that I can't really imagine and anyone turning down is because that it's a very interesting story a very interesting very interesting questions are raised I think it's going to be a really interesting journey General Zod is coming back I love Man of Steel as you guys know and I'm so happy we're getting a bit of a few Snyderisms in here, which I really appreciate. The trailers look absolutely fantastic. I've, I watch those trailers almost daily. I just, everything I've seen in this movie, everything I've heard, just like I've started with like every movie in the top five, this looks right up my alley. I love The Flash. Obviously, I love DC. 
And this is currently my most anticipated upcoming comic book movie within the near future, up until James Gunn's rebooted DCU gets going. Because, again, this film just looks absolutely stunning. Again, we the reviews seem awesome. As a lifelong fan of DC Comics, this looks like the movie I've been waiting for my whole life. And I am so excited to have to potentially be seeing it too. I'm crossing my fingers to get to see it within the next week or two before it comes out. We'll see how that goes. But I can't wait to see this film. I'm so excited. And I hope to get, get, a, get a review out for you guys soon. I am absolutely chomping at the bits. I, I think about this movie like all the time. And that's why I knew I had to put it at number one. So the flash to my number one. I would love to know what your most anticipated movie of the year is. Let me know by sending me a voice message over on Spotify for podcasters because they've now changed it. And as well as that, I'll also be posting a poll once this is um, up in, in a few days after I upload this, after, after I record this, I should say. And make sure to let me know what your most anticipated movie of the summer is. Mine's The Flash. Make sure to let me know what yours is. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.